was in Bigfoot. See. Chinese spy balloon was able to basically travel all the way across the nation rattled a lot of Americans why did we not shoot it down earlier what if it was transmitting important and valuable defense information the entire time it was in the air how did it even get in our airspace undetected these are all important questions but possibly none as important as what occurred over the following week. On Friday, February 10, an unidentifiable fly, an unidentified flying object was shot down off the northern coast of Alaska. On Saturday, the next day, February 11th, an unidentified flying object was shot down over frozen tundra in northern Canada. And on Sunday, February 12th, an unidentified flying object was shot down over Lake Huron. All of this shooting down a few UFOs got me thinking that maybe we should do another UFO story. So, we shall. So, my love, the majority of the information I'm going to talk about today was taken from a book named UFOs Over Maine by Nomar Slevik. Who actually lives here in Maine, in Bangor. Oh, that's not far from According us. to his biography on the book. The Tampa Tribune from a December 10th, 1978 article. Mm. If you can remember that far back. <laughs> no. I was only 10. You old man, you. And the Charlotte Observer, which was a November 5th, 1981 article. Cool. And recent news reports, right? Oh, yeah, but that's just higgity higgity you know, it's all, it'll all be in the podcast notes. All right. No big deal. So, luring air face. Air face. <laughs> You're an air face. <laughs> I am an air face. Luring air force base in limestone, Maine, which no longer exists, right? The Maine? Limestone? Or Maine the does exist, barely. <laughs> luring air force base does not exist any longer. But, um, and limestone, Maine still exists. October 27th, 1975. 7.45 in the evening. What had been a routine evening of maintaining base security for Staff Sergeant Denny Lewis suddenly got interesting when he saw a red light that appeared to be heading for the restricted airspace of the base. Only about 300 feet in the air. While Lewis was watching the light, it soon became apparent that it was attached to an actual craft of some sort. Yeah, it could be a helicopter or an airplane, right? Well, did it make noise? Well, we'll, we'll find out. Oh. Meanwhile, Staff Sergeant James Sampley was in the base control tower and noticed an unidentified object on the radar approximately 10 miles away from the base. All attempts at contacting the craft on both military and civilian radio went unanswered. But very quickly, the craft went from being 10 miles away to about 300 miles away from the base's ammunition depot. 300? Feet. Oh. Did I not say that? I think you said miles. I might have misspoken. But very quickly, the craft went from being 10 miles away to about 300 feet away. That's fast. From the base's ammunition depot, which at the time contained nuclear bombs. Oh. In Maine? Yeah. 
Oh. You'll find out about more about Lauren here in a minute. Okay. Because like this it. was a major breach of base security. Did you say you don't care? I said I don't like it. Oh. I don't care. I don't care about me. I don't care about no nukes. I don't care about nothing. <laughs> because this was yeah. a major breach of base security, the base went on a high-level alert status and the commanding officer was notified. The craft was observed by base personnel who were outside as low as 150 feet above the ground. What? Yeah. The base commander ordered that the entire base be searched for unauthorized people because of the proximity to the ground and also requested air support from Hancock Field, New York and North Bay, Ontario, where they actually have like fighter jets and stuff. Uh huh. Both of the requests were denied. What? Yes. Why? And no unauthorized subjects were located on the base. I don't know why. Well, I feel like that's important. It is. Hmm. Since this was a peacetime event, the base had no ground-to-air defense system of its own. Oh, gosh. However, at this time, Loring was an active military base, which had 15 B-52 bombers and 15 KC-135 air refuelers, refuelers stationed there. That's a hard word. It is. <laughs> Five of the B-52 bombers were on alert and ready to fly at all times. And this was... a Strategically important base, as you can imagine, because of its easternmost location and the fact that the B-52s carried the nuclear bombs stored uh, at the base. Dude. Did you know that about Lauren? Did you ever know that? I think I may have repressed it because I have a big fear of nuclear bombs. Like that used to be the place where all hell could break loose if all hell broke loose, yeah, right? Yeah, like that's so scary. On the eastern seaboard, let's yeah. say. Yeah. Wow. So, the unidentified craft circled the base for approximately 40 minutes before disappearing. The base made all the proper notifications to the command centers of the military and even notified the main state police. Oh. I'm sure that was in their standard operating procedure Probably. somewhere. That sounds so official. <laughs> What's your SOP? My SOP step five. Is... Well, it would have been huge for the military base, probably. <laughs> but the following night, once again at 7.45 p.m., same time, mind you. The same Staff Sergeant Lewis and some other on-duty members were in the tower and once again spotted an unidentified aircraft object on the radar, I'm sorry, about three miles away from the base this time. Excuse me. All right. As soon as the craft was close enough to see with their own eyes, they alerted the base commander. That seems a little close to me, but... Yeah. Once again, the object continued to the base and came as close as 100 feet from the runway. 150 feet from the runway. Like above the runway? Yeah. Okay. Which is not far. No. I mean, it's far like if you're doing a roofing job, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be cleaning. I don't want to be cleaning windows at 150 feet. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not far. The craft was described as being orangey red, about four car lengths long, and shaped roughly like a football, but a little more elongated more than, you know, football is like a pregnant thing. Yeah. Like a pregnant UFO. Yeah. So this is more elongated. It's a, it's not pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There were also no noticeable windows or propulsion system on the craft. Huh. While the craft was hovering above the runway, vehicles full of military security personnel and state police officers traveled along a road parallel with the runway, making a turn at a road that would take them right to the ammunition depot, which is where the UFO was once again. 
And as they approached it, reportedly, the, you, the, the object was hovering just feet off the ground. What? But as the team got closer, the craft turned off all of its lights and disappeared. What? Yep. Wait, how big was the craft? Four car lengths long. So it's hard it's hard to say if you're standing under it, I guess you could get a, a real dimensional picture. Yeah. But if you're looking at it from the side, yeah. Does it look like a flat blimp? Yeah. Rather than a round disc? Yeah. So I don't know, it's hard to say. That's wild. So wild. this was the second night in a row. The following day the did, base commander what? Did the guys like say, Can I not have that ship tomorrow? Oh, I don't know. Because I would be like, I would be somebody like, else take No, I'd be wanting that shift again. You would, probably. <laughs> but I would be like, somebody else needs to see this. I've done enough. The following day, the base commander put in a request for the Air National Guard for helicopter <laughs> support if any further instances occurred. And this request was granted. Yay! Due to the fact that the Air National Guard was stationed at Loring Air Force Base oh my God. and had helicopters there already. So they just like... So why they weren't there for the first two nights, oh, I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> but wow. his request for some fighter jets from away got shot down too, so yeah, who knows. Wow. Over the course of the next few days, the UFO returned. Really? Yeah. At the same time? I don't know. Huh. They didn't state. Including on October 30th. When multiple crafts were reported around and over the Air Force Base. What? The helicopters were dispatched frequently, but never made contact with any of the unidentified objects, despite both people on the ground and people in the tower watching their radar observing that the helicopters were within 100 feet of the craft. What? It's like the pilots just couldn't see it. That, oh, like it was cloaked. Yeah. It's what? like Bigfoot. It's got a cloaking device. What? Yep. That's so weird. So, that was like, you know, three to five days of activity at Loring, and then it just stopped. Yeah. But over a two and a half to three week period in that same time, well, hold on a second, I got ahead of myself. All right. But it's also reported that following the incidents at Loring, right. Air Force personnel from away. Uh-huh. We would call them nowadays the men in black. Oh, yes. Visited we the were. base yeah. and interviewed all of those involved and were supposedly witnessed removing daily logs and reports and replacing oh. them with other logs and reports that made no mention of the huh. UFOs. That's weird. At that time, the Air Force stated that the crafts were just unidentified helicopters even though the majority of the witnesses said they made no sound whatsoever. <laughs> so in this exact time frame, for a period of two and a half to three weeks, yeah. similar instances were reported across the country at multiple locations. That's so like wild. missile silo locations, missile yeah. command locations, NORAD facilities, and other high-value targets. Huh. During that time, because some of those, like there was a one of the NORAD locations was actually in Canada. Yeah. So during those times, many American and Canadian jets and helicopters were dispatched to try to intercept them, and uh. and many of the pilots 
actually could see the craft. Right. But they were never able to get close because they would either just turn off their lights and vanish huh. or outmaneuver the... Because they were capable of things that, you know, our aircraft aren't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, there's really no... From what I read, there was really no, like, follow-up to the reports from the military. I'm sure there probably was, but it wasn't publicly like, disseminated. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's you know, They just buried it all. There's a guy... Do you have anything about Bob Wallace? No. I'm sorry, Michael Wallace. No, I never heard that name. So he was a former KC-135 tanker pilot. Yeah. And he was stationed there in 1975. At Loring? Yes. Yeah, because they were the refuelers. And he has a YouTube video yeah. where he was interviewed. Yeah. And um, they, Was it from that time frame? Well, it's 1975. Yes, that's the time frame. So he says that he was briefed on an incursion over the armed B-52s, right? Yeah. And the weapons storage. Yeah. And he said that they told him and all the other personnel of the silent luminous object hovering over the base, which could move very quickly and unconventionally in rapid straight line movements with straight vertical movements, can turn without any apparent radius in the turn. It's pretty incredible technology. And everybody at the base called it the UFO, he said. Yeah. That's from the drive.com. Well. But like, and then he said that everyone was like, you are not allowed to speak to the press. We're going to tell the press that there was a Canadian helicopter crossing the border and harassing us. <laughs> That's such a stupid story. Like, why would the Canadians harass us? We're like, ah, we're bored today. Yeah. Especially such a, a an important defense system, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, us Canadians don't believe there should be nuclear weapons, so we're going to harass them. <laughs> that was the equivalent of, uh, what's that? What's the, what's the marine mammal? Uh, not, not mammals, but... An animal. Marine life of all kind protective group there uh, that does like crazy crap. Um, Dolphins? Not, no, Whales? not the fish. The humans. The oh. human group. There was actually a show about it on Discovery Channel or the something. Peacekeeping, for a long... the, um, like the, they go and the, they have like fire hoses uh, and they, they spray the, the fisher boats and stuff. I know I got stuff. recruited for them when I was in uh, high school. I'm sure you did, oh. you little activist. You. I was, but I didn't. I didn't believe in hurting anyone, even humans. <laughs> ah! It doesn't matter. Right. Anyways. Can I tell you the rest of the Wallace thing? Oh, yeah. So eventually, he got sent on a refueling mission in his helicopter, right? In his heli helicopter? He's don't refuel? Eventually sent on a refueling mission in his KC-135. That's a big, giant, giant plane. To support F-4 Phantoms. That's a fighter jet. For unrelated training. Yeah. When his flight was notified by the base's command post to switch radio frequencies. The lead, KC-135, was instructed to depart the formation, turn off its lights, go radio silent, and go back to Loring under its own discretion. And he's like, that's not something that ever happened. Right. And so then he remembers hearing, quote, stressed voices over the radio as the pilots and tower personnel attempted to track the object as it seemed to fly back and forth over the base at incredible speeds. As quickly as the transmissions began, they ended as the tower personnel stated simply, we've lost it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it just... 
When, when Wallace... But it was just helicopters from Canada. Just that. When Wallace later saw the pilot of the lead aircraft who was sent to intercept the object, he was like, what, what happened? And he, the guy said, I can't talk about it, and you wouldn't believe me if I could talk about it. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yeah. But I really, you know, I did obviously stumble upon the... Um, um, you know, the, they've passed legislation recently within the last couple of years, which makes it so that pilots can talk about that stuff without fear of repercussion. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a pilot whistleblower act. So that's why we've been getting tons more reports the last few years about stuff like that. Because now they're free to do it. I finally remembered what it was. I didn't look it up, but I remembered. What? Greenpeace. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah, it has to be Greenpeace. But Greenpeace is definitely one of those agencies. Okay. So now, you know, I'm not a... Well, I guess I do have a little bit of conspiracy theorist gene in me. Yeah, yeah. You know... You do. The events of the last week here in the United States and Canada yeah. are a little questionable, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we've shot down four things in the span of a week, roughly, right? <laughs> yeah. All the well, okay. The supposed Chinese spy balloon um, is not like a let. I mean, it's that's not unidentified. That's pretty much identified, but and no aliens going to send a damn balloon over us <laughs> i don't think unless they're trying to be real tricky <laughs> that's like reverse psychology right there yeah so that balloon was at like sixty thousand feet right right yeah so it's not even a danger to like commercial aircraft right so but these other three were much much lower that and i don't know why they were shot down so far rapidly these other three probably because you know everybody was like jacked up from the balloon yeah but there are some like some statements about this stuff you know uh that 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 would really lend ufo believers to believe that once again the government's trying to hide stuff yeah um so, U.S. officials can't explain what the other three objects are, even though the pilots studied them all closely before shooting them down. Yeah, that's the weird part, I think. I mean, you know, like, pilots, you gotta think, like, pilots are like top-notch people physically, right? Usually. Their eyesight's gotta be friggin' spot on. Yeah. Most of them probably have, like, 1520 rather yeah. than 2020 vision. Yeah. So they know what the frig they're looking at, right? Well, couldn't someone take a photo? While they're flying a friggin' I don't know if you can take a photo while you're flying There's a friggin' nobody fighter else. jet. There's nobody else in the plane? Is it only one person uh, in Depends on plane? what kind of plane it is. The planes are in it, like, don't have, like, photo shit. They might. They might. But they're not going to throw those out there to the American public. The pictures. <laughs> oh, look. It's UFO. Yeah. <laughs> Says I was stupid on the side. So on Sunday... It says no. Call 1-800. Taurus of the North that's right. Atlantic. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Only I, $50 extra am I to go dri- over nuclear bombs. No, it's like a delivery. Am I driving badly? <laughs> Call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, they were all Super Bowl ads. That's what they were. <laughs> like the. <laughs> Goodyear's pissed because they lost three blimps this week. <laughs> Anyways, on Sunday, this past Sunday, yeah. two days before Valentine's Day, the head of the U.S. Northern Command and the North American, Aero, American Aerospace Defense Command wouldn't rule out that the airborne objects that the Pentagon has been shooting down are connected to aliens or extraterrestrials. But, oh. Oh! I, but somebody said that they weren't. Oh. Yeah. So General Glenn Van Herc, who must be the leader we were just talking about, the commander, said, I'll let the intel community and counterintelligence community figure that out. I haven't ruled out anything. Another guy did say that, like, it's not aliens. At this point, we continue to assess every threat or potential threats unknown that approaches North America with an attempt to identify it. Now, White House Press Secretary, imagine this, Corrine Jean-Pierre on Monday said there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Do you ever think they would tell us that there's evidence of extraterrestrial activity on our planet? No. I, never. I, I think they would if they had no choice. Well, yeah. If it was freaking 4th of July, the Will Smith movie, and then it's like they're <laughs> over the cities <laughs> all of a sudden. Oh, it's a weather balloon. They're all just weather balloons. Yeah. That's what they'd be preaching still. It's called Independence Day. Oh, it is Independence Day, but it's the same goddamn. It's the same thing. Fourth of July, Independence Day. But you were right about the title. My bad. See, that's why I suck at trivia because it's all pulp culture. Pulp culture. Pop culture. It should be pulp culture. It is pulp. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) trivia is so silly. It's like what Britney Spears song. Oh, stupid. The Pentagon, no, it's good, but they need to throw in like some science, some politics, something, geography. It's all like comic book based and and music and videos and television. It's hard for us, not pop culture. Jeez, I mean, it's not like we got, I haven't had time since the day I was born to sit around and watch TV and read (laughs) shit all day. Anyways, the Pentagon has said. The Pentagon has said the objects have been unmanned and they cannot yet explain how the objects are powered, contributing to the mystery. Military officials have declined to describe the objects as balloons, even though some U.S. officials have described them that way, like Chuck Schumer, because they want everybody to feel safe in the United States. It's nice to feel safe, But the same General Van Herc said, I'm not going to categorize these as balloons. We call them objects for a reason. I like that, too. He's probably going to get fired, isn't he? No, you can't just fire a general. Oh. I mean, you can run them out like, you know, yeah. like a bad counselor. Can <laughs> a run bad out. town counselor. You can run out a town employee, <laughs> even though they're not supposed to have anything to do with that. No. So... Here's another quote from National Security Spokesman John Kirby. While we can't definitely say, again, without analyzing the debris, what these objects were, we haven't seen any indication or anything that points specifically to the idea that these three objects were part of China's spy balloon program. 
There you go. That was not a complete quote. Please okay. forgive me. So, the United States, in all of its glory and power, is saying that glory they are having a hard <laughs> time recovering these objects because it, the terrain is just so difficult. Which it is in this time of year. I mean, yeah. frozen tundra in Canada is going to be frozen. But That's the name, frozen tundra. I think we've been to the North Pole and the South Pole before. We know how to get out there. And that's the one place the things aren't freaking going to go away. Because they landed on ice. Right? Ice, ice. Lake Huron, which they think is going to be the first one recovered, yeah. supposedly, seems to me like it would be the worst this time of year, especially because it's very deep. Yeah, but, but maybe it's, you know, just more resources. And yeah, more maybe. Manpower maybe. And manpower. They kind of have to get that one up first because it's around more people. And the one that was shot down over Alaska, they didn't really say if it landed in the ocean. They said it was off the coast, but it could have friggin' landed on land if it had a trajectory of sorts, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's a big conspiracy, dude. I think. You do. I think, they, I think they're not manned alien aircraft. I think they're seed pods. Seed pods? And they sit them here with this direct purpose to have them shot down so that when they hit land. Oh, it's like geez. in X-Files. It's like that slimy virus that infects people and turns them into the aliens. Well, it actually activates our DNA that had... The alien DNA, DNA in it, right? Because yeah. we're all derived from aliens in one way or another, yeah. right? That's right. So, you know, someday the truth will never come out. But <laughs> oh we might make a little headway into what it is. Who knows? I would like to think that some... I would like to think that at each of these three locations, yeah, there's like civilians Aww. that are out there trying to find this stuff yeah. ahead of the military. You think wouldn't so? that be that cool? That would be so cool, like the yeah. gunman in the X Files, uh, especially like in in the Canada one. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's people. There's got to be people that live out there, or you know what I mean, closer closer um, than the military are yeah. to that. Yeah. And why not? Hmm. Well, why? If you can find out where it was shot down and you can find out like the weather patterns and stuff, you can yeah, nail that location cool. down pretty quick. I don't care what the military says. And they got helicopters and planes. They can fly out there and pick that shit up right off the ground. The headlines about this are kind of hysterical too. Like yeah. New York Times. A timeline of the UFOs that were shot down. NBC News. In a deeply divided Washington, shooting down UFOs is scrambling partisan battle lines. CNN. Opinion. The strange objects in U.S. aerospace may be an even bigger problem than we thought. Wall Street Journal. As the mystery objects get shot down, U.S. sets up new task force oh, they on did. UFOs. Yeah, yeah. But U.S. Just... generals don't rule out aliens as UFOs mount. I told you. Like, it's... And, like, you'd think those were, like, the New York Post, but those are, like, the Wall Street Journal oh, yeah. New York Times. Well, that's good, though. It's good to have the real... Not real, but... <laughs> You know what I mean? The ones that are more taken more seriously, newspapers and, and media of all sorts, yeah. television too, because it's the pressure. Because without the pressure, it's all the military would never mention it again. They'd yeah. be happy to just let it fade away, well, no matter what it is. It uh, doesn't matter if it's a freaking some guy's eight million dollar drone that he was flying around taking pictures. Well, according to UFO expert and Israeli psychic via the new the Jerusalem Post, yeah. Yuri Geller, he said this is a bad, deadly mistake. Oh, is it gonna are we gonna are we gonna unleash the wrath of aliens? Yes. Or the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? 
He said, um, the spy balloons should be shot down and they should be the moment they cross into American space because one, besides the balloon, one cannot discount the th- hundreds of thousands of photographs and videos of people who have seen real and genuine authentic UFOs, he said. And That's he- right. That's right. That that one balloon lends so much legitimacy to their lies of oh the weather yeah. balloon or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's bullcrap. They should have shot it down anyways because the whole time it was traveling across the United States, it was probably transmitting its data to China. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He also says that aliens are walking among us and alien-powered AI robots that look like humans, which explains a lot about a lot of our political leaders. That's right. That is 100% correct. I know. It's like they're trying to take over. Are you one? Me? I'm not trying. What am I trying to take over? My life. Nothing but your body. Oh! <laughs> I mean, not in the sense of I want to take over your body and control it. I just want to have it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. A feet on it. And now we end the podcast. What? Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to Dude No. Please be sure to like share and subscribe and tell all your friends what a goofy couple has this podcast and how good it is to listen to be kind be kind kind. yes thank you